You're listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? A perfect stranger He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber I'm body organ Rearranger You feel my danger time welcome to the nooner show with jay dubs and denise brennan nelson we are broadcasting live from detroit sound studios high above activate gaming in ferndale michigan you can find us at detroitpodcast.com it's nooner time somebody bring me a mirror Happy hump day. Happy hump day to you. <laughs> I'm not Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I am Denise. <laughs> and you are sitting in Jackie's chair. This is so weird for me because, you know, I always sit here every week and Jackie always sits there. And, you know, I feel her presence. Yes. So do I. Oh, I'm sure. She's, oh, sure. She better be listening. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Yes. I'm, it's your old friend, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> I know she'd love to be here, but... She, um, well, yeah, I think she, she took a cue from me, to be honest with you. She's always ribbing me. Um, that's a nice way of putting it. She's right. always giving me crap um, for, um, you know, my ability to just say I need the day off. And uh, she really, truly needs the day off. And uh, so I kind of I kind of prodded her. Encouraged into her. I encouraged her. I said, you know what? She's got so much going on. Her kids are going to Nashville next week. Um the the parlor that they they run the pizza parlor is just crazy right now and she just is she's got a lot of balls in the air right so I said you know I'll be okay and then this morning I was freaking out I'm like what was I thinking that I'm going to be okay can you imagine how she's felt all those times oh, that well, you've disappeared <laughs> and so let me publicly apologize right now I feel really bad Jackie but it doesn't mean I won't do it again yeah there you go so how many days has yeah. she had off this summer. Has she taken the Probably. show off? No. Very often? No. No. Yeah. She never does. As a matter of fact, Jessica was a bit surprised, I think, when I... When I was I, sort of amazed, actually. I'm like, I know. She's not going to be here. <laughs> I know. But see, I've either been a good or a bad influence on her. I'm not sure. I, I think it depends on how you look at it. Right. She'll she'll probably be thanking you. I hope mm-hmm. so. I told her if she woke up and thought, oh, dear God, I'm glad I took Denise's advice. Then. Right. Right. And, and hopefully she is. She's got a lot going on, and she certainly has... Um, stepped up for me many times and I appreciate it. So, and look who I have in her place. Joni Bodinas is my co-host today. Hi. And, I'm so happy to be here. And I have to just say I am so impressed that at the last minute I call you and you're like, "Yeah, sure. 
I'll do it. I wish you hadn't said that because it makes it sound like I don't have a life. <laughs> I happen to be open, everyone. <laughs> Actually, I moved, I moved a couple of things around because I thought, how fun would this be? And I can't miss the opportunity. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. Okay. Honestly, the way I took it was that you were willing to drop all those other amazing engagements you had. That's how it went. <laughs> Take a leap of faith and and do this. And you were a guest on our show a long time ago when I Jackie was. and I were newbies. And um, so, and you've got, I mean, you've got experience with this kind of thing. So I knew you'd be a great co- co-host. I very much miss Jackie, but thank you for sitting in. And I'm really excited because we also have with us our all-time um, best oh. fan, our biggest and best fan. Right. Um, Sue. Sue's not going to talk. Say hi. Just say hi. hi. <laughs> yes. Big fan. Sue, Love the show. Sue Bullion. She listens almost every week. I think she's probably only missed a couple times. You and Jackie are like best buds and you don't even know it. All right. Miss you, Jackie. We have Marge Keck here. Say hello, Marge. Hello, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected nothing less from you, Marge. <laughs> we Marge ha- in charge. There we go. <laughs> That's true. We have Hannah Bullion here. Hello. Hello. Hi, oh. fashionista Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she look cute? Oh, always. This is one I wish we did have a cat. And we have our guest, last but not least, Megan Keck. And we're going to get to her in just a little bit. Um, but they're in the room with us, so we've got a lot of great energy here. Um, but Jackie, or Jackie and I, oh my gosh, I already called you Jackie once. Joni. I'm sorry, Joni. <laughs> sorry, I was busy wiping my tear. <laughs> we, we do have a couple of things to talk about, don't we? We do. Okay, well, one of the things um, that caught my attention this weekend was the article in the Detroit Free Press. Did you see it? I did. I checked that out, and you're talking about the Detroit 100 Greatest Songs that just came out? Yes. The list? Yeah, it was on the front page, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be honest and say I don't read the newspaper every single week, but since May, they have had music fans and music critics um, nominating or voting for voting for sure. songs, and they just unveiled the top 100. Yeah, um, and of course the the top 10 were were right there front and center. And so one of my questions for you, because you are such a music buff, I am a big fan, and you that's. One way you're taking Jackie's place really well because she also uh, is quite the music buff, as you right, well know. Right. Um, was there anything about the list? Let's just stick with the top 10 that surprised you. Or was there a song maybe that you thought should be on there that wasn't? There really wasn't. Nothing surprised me about the top 10. I mean, when you consider how many people were voting and the the variety of opinions out there. Nothing about that surprised me. But you know what? When I was driving up here, I was thinking about the top 100 in general. And you know what caught my eye? And you guys may not agree with this, but I was shocked. I I went through the list a couple of times, and I noticed that not one song by Madonna was on the list. Oh, interesting. And I love Madonna. And I know there's people who could really maybe care less. And I know she's kind of a pop genre compared to maybe the others. But not one Madonna shout shout out on the list. Interesting. I know. A a real Detroiter. I looked at that list a lot and that that never caught my attention. Yeah. You know what I was so excited about? That I knew so many of them. (laughs) 
I can see why. <laughs> no, it really wasn't, especially in the top ten. Now, um, I don't know if our audience here in the room with us, did any of you see that article? No. I okay, good. I'm glad. I have a question for you. And now think about this goes back. I think uh, I don't think it went back any you into know, the 50s. I, I caught one that was 1959 because okay. I noticed I don't know that song. <laughs> okay. You were just a... Oh, I wasn't even a glee. Stop it. <laughs> well, I'm making you look really bad today, aren't I? You don't have a life and you're really old. <laughs> Feeling greater by the minute right. here. <laughs> I'm just so glad I could boost you up on this home. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Just take a guess of what you think the number one song was. Now, think Detroit, Motown, um, Back this the one back in the sixties. Martha Reeves dancing in the streets. That's a great guess. That was number three. Nice. Get that out. That is a great guess. Nice. That is a really great guess. I just added it to my playlist yesterday. So oh, good for without you. Without knowing, it's a great song. And that was one of the songs that I picked to play as one of your favorites. Yes, for that's really strange. Have you ever have you seen the go online and look at the video? All right, it's a cool video. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's way back when and. But you know what What I love about that song is that with everything we have going on now in the streets, um, the violence and the, the protesters and all of that, I just thought, you know, we just need to have a little more love and a lot more dancing in the streets. Absolutely. That's what right. struck me when I saw that song. Hannah, any guesses? You're, probably, you're way too young to even think about this song. <laughs> yeah. You don't know guesses? Marge? I'd say my girl, but... Was that... Oh, that was number four. No, that's a very good guess. Yeah, I agree. Temptations. Yep. Wow, good. Did you see my list? Are these? Are you guys looking at my list? Ew. Sue, what's your guess? No clue. Okay, it starts with an R. It's the spelling of a right spelling of a of a word. Something we all want in our lives. Respect. Yes. Ah. <laughs> was I giving good clues, Sean? <laughs> you were giving like really obvious clues. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. (laughs) That was the number one song. Yeah. So, yeah, there were some great ones. Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell in 1967. One of the songs I loved on there, not only did they list the songs, but they also listed where some of these, where where they came from. Originated. Yeah, how they came about. There were some interesting stories. Like the tracks of My my Tears. Yeah, Smokey Robinson. Or was that Smokey Robinson? Smokey Robinson. I was thinking of Tears of a Clown. Because I read the story on that one. Oh, I didn't read that one, but the tracks of my tears. Oh. He couldn't come up with that last line, you know, and, and it was like someone else is loving you. And he was shaving one day and he w- oh. he got to thinking about what would happen if somebody cried so hard that it left tracks in their face. Oh, my gosh. And it became tracks of my tears. Wow. I know. So if you didn't see the article and you'd like to see what the top 100 songs um, were or are, um, mm-hmm. you can go to... Um, freep.com, F-R-E-E-P.com. So, yeah. yeah. So what else is new and exciting? Anything? Well, you know, because I am so into music, I wanted to mention a few things that are going on around town. Oh, good. And these are all music events to attend if anyone's interested. Um, actually, tonight at the DTE, the Dave Matthews Band is playing. Super popular, awesome band. Um Friday at the um, Shane Park in downtown Detroit, Sheila E. and the Tower of Power are playing. And I'm a big uh, Prince fan. And I don't know if you guys are aware of who Sheila E. is, but she was his protege back in the day. 
Um, Jackie she, would be so proud right now. Would she? She would be. She well, tell her to give me a call. down on you. Tell her to give me a call and we'll <laughs> even talk more about it. Um, but She's going to kick me out and have you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did want to point out, you know, being a Prince fan, um, I love the fact that she is actually going to do a tribute to him during her show. So oh, I think that's phenomenal. And that's awesome. I think that's going to attract a lot of audience attention. Um, another, And then there's another throwback. Brian Adams from back in the day will be performing Saturday night at the Meadowbrook Amphitheater. And then a, on a little different twist, Yanni is at the Freedom Hill Amphitheater Saturday night as well. Wow. So I wanted to let the audience know there are some great happening things regarding music to do in Detroit this weekend. Now, what would be your top pick on that list? If you could only do one of those things this weekend. Oh, I would do Sheila E. Okay. Because she, right. she's upbeat and... You know, I like that kind of music. Okay. Exciting music. Great. You know what? Really, we are a music city. Detroit is a music city. You know, that that article actually talked about that, too, the top 100 greatest songs. Just the variety and so much music has come out of this city. Not just Motown. Yeah, we've had some great guests on this show. And that Dime, um, the Institute, Detroit Institute of Music Education, um, and so many other guests. But there's just so much to celebrate about. Uh, about music definitely in this city so well thank you for bringing that Joni um, the I universal- hope you go to all those things this weekend because you do have a life music is the <laughs> universal language yes it is so on that note I'm going to sing <laughs> moving right along right? <laughs> gosh I swear it's like she's channeling me or something alright we are, we are going to move, move along and um, you know what time it is I don't what it's time is it time for our favorite segment. Jackie and I love this segment. This is our favorite segment. Well, we love Sip on this, but um, it's time for What's the Wish? What's the Way? What's in the Way? All right. So this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcome obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring Yes, and the guest we have today fits all that. How and why does a young woman leave 12 years of being a nanny, which in Megan's own words was, quote, a beautiful adventure full of love, unquote, to launching a new business? Megan Keck, owner of Birch Affair, an event design and decor business, is here today, along with her mom, aunt and cousin, to share her journey and discuss how she came to the realization that she was, quote, living her life backwards, unquote, and the leap of faith. She took to change that. So welcome, all of you. Thanks for making the drive Hi down here. everyone. So great to have you here. You know, and I think we should all just take a big old, uh, you know, big old sigh because we made it through all that construction. We did. Yes. That was crazy, wasn't it? It was. I was, I was getting nervous. So was I. <laughs> I know. But we all made it. We're all here. We have our candle uh, lit and burning and, again, great energy in the room. And thank you so much, Megan. Um, you have a great story. And my very first question is this. What does it take to be a nanny? A lot. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience and a lot of love and figuring out the dynamic of how you can fit into a family that's not your own is a huge undertaking. I can imagine. And I guess I was thinking about this. When you were a young girl, did you think, I want to be a nanny when I grow up? Grew Absolutely up? not. Okay. So I, how did that happen? I... I had always wanted to live in Arizona. We traveled out there as a family for years and years. So at the age of five, 
I told my mom, I want to live in Arizona one day. Hmm. And after I went through college, I graduated with a degree in public relations and marketing and wanted to find a job doing event planning for a nonprofit. I had nannied through the summers of college, and a friend of mine got a job out in Arizona and said, I'm moving. Do you want to go? So I packed up my car, had a place to live for three weeks, and no job, and said, I'm going. I'm doing this. So made my way to Arizona, was searching for that perfect event planning and a nonprofit job, just Mm -hmm. wasn't finding anything. And I've always loved working with kids, thanks to my wonderful cousins. And, oh, she's uh, the inspiration you yes. brought with you. I see. <laughs> uh, just being around them is just so wonderful. And having done it throughout college, I said, I, you know, maybe I'll find something just to pass the time while I find my career. And met this amazing family of four girls, was with them for three years, and it was just Beautiful. How old were you at that time? I had just turned 21. Yes, just turned Very 21. Very young. Yeah. Very. How old were the girls that you first started taking? Uh, the oldest at the time was 14, and then 9, 7, and 2 wow. were the rest of the ages. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. Yes, So was. you did that for three years, and then you... You kept doing that. You Another family came along that wanted you and needed you yep. and all of that? and little side jobs of babysitting multiple families throughout the years. And after I left Arizona, they moved to South Carolina, and all the girls were old enough that they didn't need someone full-time. So I said, my next stop is going to be Chicago. And just by God's grace, got lined up with another amazing family mm. and stayed with them when I started working for them, there was only one daughter, and when I left, there were three. So their family grew while I was there. And Now, was... did you live with the families when you were a nanny? For one of the families, I would travel with them during the summers, but at the end of the day, I got to go oh, home. Thank so, goodness, yes. right? Um, you said that it, when I asked you, um, you know, off the radio, what it was like to be a nanny, you said that it was an adventure full of love. Yeah, absolutely. What else was it? It was very hard at such a young age to take on the role of being basically a single mom and raising a total of eight kids over the course of 12 years of nannying. And it's so fascinating to be so included into a family that... They, they're trusting you with their children's That's life. That's right, because har- they hardly know you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a phone call and then an in-face interview, and that's really it. So learning the, the most wonderful thing that anyone had, could have told me about the nanny world was when I was first hiring, or interviewing with an agency, and the owner of the agency said, you have to look at nannying like dating, and it has to be a fit on both parties to make it work. Makes sense. Yep. Very good advice. Yeah. So what what was the greatest challenge of being a nanny? I think back to my quote of feeling like I lived life backwards, living life in reverse. Here I was so young and mm-hmm. taking on all these responsibilities of these young children. And in my fundamental ages of my young 20s, I didn't have that life that any of my other friends had by 
seven o'clock at night when I was done, I was in bed. You were exhausted because <laughs> you were like a mom. Being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh wow! Did you have? Did they have you sign a confidentiality agreement? Did any of them? Yep. Yep. I did. I was just curious because you uh, you do become such an important. Um, I mean, all that. Uh, what, what am I looking for? Like that privacy thing. Absolutely. I mean, you see and experience things that only families see and That's experience. That's right. right. So some of that I'm sure they like to, to stay private. So you're doing this job. You were enjoying it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The kids became my own without knowing what it's like to be a mom. I know what it's like to be a mom. Right. And did it? At what point, I guess, did you think... But I, I want to do something more or different. Probably within the last three years, it just really started resonating that I love what I'm doing, but I know that there's more that I'm capable of. And having lived away from home for so long, I wanted to be back by my family. And I love what's going on in the boom of Made in Michigan and Michigan Pride. And I wanted to be a part of that. And really felt, okay, how can I, I don't know, how, what what areas am I strong in that I can really pursue something? Do I want to go into teaching? Do I want to use my artistic talents? And then it started to unfold. So how long, because, you know, we in this segment, we try to give other people inspiration. You know, so many people have an idea, a goal, a dream, something that they want to do. Um, and you know, trying to let people know that it can take a while. So from the time you started thinking, I want to do something else, I'm not sure what it is, till the time you actually started your new business, which we're going to talk about, how long was that? Was it two years, three years? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's been about three years. Okay. So, and that's, I think, important for people to understand that often those things incubate in our minds for a long time before we finally take the action to make them right. become and a reality. With a lot of lists and a lot yes. of... Yes. Can I really do this? Mm-hmm. Is this a good thing? So. so a lot of lists. Boy, I'm a list maker. I can appreciate that. Um, tell us what some of your lists look like. Well, I usually start off with writing down one thing that I've already done so I can check that off immediately. And, <laughs> and feel good about the day. Good about it. <laughs> look at me. I make progress. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And then if it, they're very categorized. There, I'm very type A personality, so my lists are very organized. If I don't like how it looks, I rewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at what point did you decide to hone in on you, – you have launched a, a business, a, a company a – business yeah. called Birch Affair. Yes. And it is a – go ahead. You, tell, you say it. Birch Affair is an event decor and design business and – what I want Birch Affair to be about is branching out and making authentic connections between someone's story, their personality, and their details of their event. And I thrive on authenticity and conversation one-on-one, and I really want to get back to, in our culture of so much social media and so much non-FaceTime in the world of FaceTime, right. that how can I take someone's story and make it less about 
the actual day, but telling their story in the time frame of a day. Wow, that sounds beautiful. I know, powerful. What you named it Birch Affair, and you just used the term branching out. Yeah. Okay. So talk about how you came about with the name Birch Affair. So ever since I was little, I have loved birch trees. One of my other aunts had a birch tree in her yard, and I would always get in trouble for peeling the bark <laughs> off of it. Which aunt? My Aunt Dee, the youngest sister. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to confirm that. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And so we just fell in love with birch trees. And as I grew older, I just, I always wanted a birch tree in my yard. Out west, there's aspen trees, which very much resemble birch trees. So I had a little bit of it when I lived out there. And I just started researching what the meaning behind birch is. And it means new beginnings or renewal. And I was like, yes, That's this perfect. is so cool. Wow. Each event that I had done up to thinking of my name, I had incorporated a piece of birch somehow in the element of design, whether it be on a table setting or in behind a picture, and just loved that. So I was brainstorming with a dear friend of mine about names, and I said, I really want to use birch in the name somehow. So we kept diving more into it, and I was researching even more, and the Celtic meaning behind birch is taking a courageous leap in rooting something. Love it. Yes. Wow. Love it, love it, love it. Um, You come from a very creative, artistic family, right? Yep. I mean, you you certainly must look at all your your aunts and other family members, and you know are able to connect the dots that way, right? So, what what's what's the most important thing that you've learned from them in their creative endeavors about what you're doing? Just having the freedom to mess up. If something goes wrong, you can change the color or you can change the position of it. Sure, and just having that freedom to know that, okay, this is my idea, but if it goes in a different avenue, that's okay too. So if I'm a, you know, if I'm listening to this and I am, let's say, planning a party, um, Labor Day party, maybe a summer's over, you know, new season type of sure. thing, what would, and I, and I wanted you to help me with it. Take me through that process. What would you do and how would that work? And I would ask you if we could meet someplace first, just someplace pretty neutral that we could, I could get to know your personality, just feed off of you of what your likes are, what what makes you up, I think has so much to do with a person's style and how they want to represent themselves in entertaining guests and just really get to know you and figure out, okay, do you even if it's putting together before meeting you a little Pinterest board or a mood board and saying, do you like this style? Do you like that? And zoning in on finding their style. Exactly. Sure. Yep. Wow, that sounds fascinating. Um, how can people get a hold of you? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Or you can reach me at my email, which is mybirchaffair at gmail.com. Okay. And we'll we'll put that on our Facebook page, and we'll talk about that again later. But I like to throw that out halfway through for you know for anybody that's listening and wants to jot that down right now. Um, what excites you most about uh, this new business, this new career? I think 
back to what I was saying before, just the opportunity to change it and to see how it can evolve and to see how I fit into this world that I've never been in before. And it's awesome navigating the the industry of having worked with children my whole life. I had a great uh, comment said to me before of, I said, well, I've only worked with kids. How am I, how am I going to do this? And she said, well, a lot of times brides act like five-year-olds. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> All right. Bring on the bride. <laughs> I won't put him in timeout. No, I, I love it. So, and I know your mom's here, but I'm going to ask you this question, and then maybe she'll pipe up and, and tell me her thoughts on this as well. Um, what kind of, uh, you know, encouragement or advice did you get from uh, your mom, your dad, your your aunts. I mean, what have they been saying about all this? Were they fr- afraid for you? Um, I, I think there was a little bit of, of not so much fear, but just making sure that I'm going to be okay in the whole process. And because it's something so new and I'm doing this on my own and the start of a business is hard. It's really hard. And knowing that I... I'm naturally an introvert, just putting myself out there. I think they just wanted to be cautious of, of just protecting me. Like what a any, leap for you. Yeah. Well, and you said living life backwards, and I thought about that. I mean, on the other hand, maybe this is the exact time you're supposed to do this. Right. I mean, if you had tried to do this back then, Absolutely. it might not have worked out that way. Right. There's so much that I learned on a different level, that had I gone right into this industry, I wouldn't have gotten those life skills right. that I had from what I did twelve for the past 12 years. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with with being fearful. I mean, I think any time we try something new, and audience, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, we are. There is a, there is a little bit of fear there. Right. It's not a bad thing to have that. Right. You know? I'm sure Hannah could touch a little bit on fear, right? Didn't you just get back from Boston or something? Yes, I did. Get scoot up to the microphone just a little bit. Yes, have, I did. You did. How was it? It was amazing. It was? What did you go there for? I never heard. Um, I went to see some friends that I had actually met on the internet. Well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but um, it was a lot more than that. We'd been friends for like months now, almost a year. And we met through this site that was called She Did What She Wanted. And I finally met them. Like they'd been like telling me what to write about for their site. And then uh, we just all became really good friends through just like texting about stuff and like conversations about the website turned into conversations about our lives. And then we just became all really close because we had this like common thing on the internet. Like we cared about like One Direction and Taylor Swift and like all this like random stuff that like you can't talk about with like your friends sometimes. She did what she wanted. That's the name of it? Yeah. Well, that's an interesting name. It, very. Yeah, it's a girl collective. And so anyone can write for it. It's kind of just like a blog, but for anyone. And um, I flew out there alone, and it was amazing. It was so cool. It's like I like we'd FaceTimed all the time, but it was so cool to finally see friends that you'd just you'd been talking about forever but had never really met. So That's a, talk and, about a leap of faith. Yeah. And Were I you want, scared to do that at all? Um... I was scared to go through security at the airport. <laughs> but that's yeah, because you're so tough and rough. <laughs> I was going to mention, I've always noticed that you seem fearless. <laughs> well, lately I have been, yeah. I mean, going to college was scary, but I'm here, and it's kind of just branched into so many other things that I've done. There's that word again, branch. <laughs> what do you think about your cousin 
taking this leap of faith and going from being a nanny to this type of a of a job, a career, a, a business? Um, I love it. I think it's so cool. I think she, this is something that she has been wanting to do forever. And I mean, she's so creative that it just had to happen sooner or later. But I know how much she loves kids, so I can like kind of I notice that like she misses them sometimes. And I mean, we all fell to love, like fell in love with the kids that she nannied. And so it's kind of like you go from like seeing these kids all the time to like having this business, and it's two polar opposites. And I think she's handling it like really well. Wow, that's Thank awesome. You. And you know what? I don't think you can do any type of business or anything for that matter without the support of. And you certainly seem to have that. Marge, what, what, when, you know, she called you and said, I think I'm going to move back home and launch this business. And what were your thoughts? Well, I can honestly say when she opened my garage door and said, what are we going to do with all this crap in here? I knew there was finally a place for it to go. Um, I've had a love for estate sales and flea markets. I'm a collector, yes, and I love putting vignettes together. Um, I worked in a store where I did some store windows, and Megan's always been my sidekick. Um, from a little girl on, she was with me all the time when I was shopping and picking out things. We've had a love for color and texture that we shared and just getting our hands into things, turning things that are meant for something into something else. So I, I'm ecstatic, just ecstatic for her. And I've, I've seen firsthand what you're able to do, Marge. Um, uh, one of my book launches, Willow and the Snow Day Dance, Marge. Uh, took the opera hall in Howell. Oh, and okay. It was amazing what she did. So um, I'm sure it runs through the family. Well, and I know, Sue, you're the same way. You guys take horseshoes and turn them into, I don't know, flowers. Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I'm one. I'm the gardener in the family. You gave me one of those painted purple with a green I ribbon, did. and I still yes, display I that. <clears throat> it is having that eye. And that, but I love what you said earlier about you know taking people's personality and and connecting that and um, and showing it off right in your event. It's yeah, perfect, absolutely. So, you know, it's still a rel- relatively new business. Yeah. So, what do you do every day to move it forward? Like, what's the what's the way? Um, you know, you had this wish. Okay, I I love nanny, but I really want to do more of this. So I'm going to start this event planning. I'm assuming you spent a lot of time coming up with a business plan and all of that, right? Yep. Yep. And and getting your ducks in a row, and then what? Now it's figuring out the net or the networking portion of things. And I've been going to some meetings and getting involved. A great friend of mine from high school, her sister owns the bridal dress shop in Howell. And is big at Crystal Gardens, which is a banquet center near Howell and Brighton. So she is being an amazing mentor and bringing me into this industry. And I've done the window display for the dress shop. And I'm going to be involved in a really cool event next Wednesday. It's a bridal boudoir and bubbly. And it's an event for brides and more of a pampering night for them. Are we too old? (laughs) (laughs) Or too married? (laughs) I'm not. Well, I might be too old. <laughs> or too bubbly. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, okay, so what, what do you think? I mean, is there a specific type of event you could see really focusing in on? I I love, I really do love doing weddings, but I also love the smaller scale of the bridal showers and the baby showers and 
um, what Hannah was saying with really missing the kids that I nanny for, they were such a huge part of my life. So I would love to get into children's birthday parties. Definitely. That would be perfect. I would love it just to be have that part of me still very active and just, yeah, fun kid stuff. I want to ask you a question. You create the decor or the decorations for your events. Yeah. Do you sell them? I do. Okay. Yes. I wondered about that because I'm thinking thinking two lines of business technically. If you're going to sell the stuff you make, you're throwing events and then you get to – you know, have this little cash cow of all of those creations. Right. Yeah. So I've you definitely are. to do cupcake toppers and cake toppers and banners. And uh, for one wedding that I did, I made this hanging garland of paper flowers. And it's now oh. sitting in the bride and groom's kitchen as part of their home oh, decor. Wow. And, yeah. Now, are you posting all those pictures on your Facebook page? I am. Oh, yep. good. Because... As we've, you know, been interviewing people, we we know more and more that really you, the social media is huge. Right. And if you're not, if you don't get good at that, yeah. it's hard Which to Which that's succeed. actually been a hard part of. I had to ask Hannah to help me because <laughs> I rarely use it for personal use. I'm on it, but I don't necessarily post a lot or interact a lot. And so learning to incorporate that into the business has been... I was going to say, you know, advertising most companies or businesses do advertising, but Facebook could really be your main way of advertising. Yep. And eventually word of mouth. I mean, you do one thing and somebody will, you know, tell someone else and and it takes a while. And in the meantime, you just, you kind of have to be patient and not freak out. So how many hours a week do you, would you say you work on this? If, if there's an event going on, then it's probably 75 Wow. Upwards of hours mm-hmm. put in. Plus what um, your mom's helping you out with, exactly. right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. You must have associates that help you or assistants. It, it, my mom right now. She's okay. my right-hand gal. I bet she is. Look at the reversal there. Yeah. How cool mm-hmm. is that? Yep. Now, what, like down the road, I mean, what do you see? Like in five years from now, what do you picture the business being like? Do you picture having some employees and I do I would love to have a studio warehouse I would love to incorporate rental items within my business and people can rent them for their displays whether or not I am a part of the design aspect of it and just a place where I can lay everything out right now things are in between my parents basement a storage unit and just kind of all over so I would love to have an actual warehouse where I could be working. And then in the front, I envision it as little tablescapes of people come in and they see, oh, here's for this event. Here's what the centerpiece could look like. That's and, a cool idea. And then, you have so much of it visualized. It I do. sounds like. Yes. Good. That's, you know, we talk a lot about vision boards and, um, you know, putting out there what it is. And, and, and when you can visualize, we can often make those things happen. Right. Um, I know in the midst of all this, and I don't know exactly the dates or all of that, but you had some pretty severe health problems. I did. Did that affect your go- You know, your changing gears? It did. It Talk made, about that. It made me realize, so backtracking a little bit, I had been, uh, all growing up, I had been having 
severe pain with every, not to get into too much detail, but every cycle. And um, was finally diagnosed last summer with stage four endometriosis, which endometriosis is where the lining of your uterus goes on the outside and it causes severe, severe pain. I had a cyst that ruptured and which spiraled into finally getting answers as to what was going on. I was also diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I Mm. have lots of cysts lining everywhere. And I underwent surgery to just kind of diagnose what was going on. Post-surgery, I was told at the age of 31 that I had basically two options, to have a full hysterectomy or I could go on a monthly injection of a drug that would shrink the endometrial tissue and maybe then they could go in and do surgery to move things, but that wasn't a given. So that two kind options of, both don't sound both right. unacceptable to you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what yeah. did you do? I decided to do a lot of praying and a lot of seeking counsel and opted for an all natural route of healing. And I am eleven months now of no dairy, no gluten, no soy, no sugar, no alcohol, and on many, many herbs and supplements, and I've been pain-free ever since. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Now, do you take a probiotic? I do. Okay. Yep. That's something I've been thinking about getting into and, you know, just the the health benefits. Yeah, they're huge. And You're, you're, you're vegan, right? Hannah is. Okay. Hannah's, you're com- you're a vegan. Mm-hmm. You don't eat any um, animals or or any byproducts of animals, right? right. <laughs> that sounded kind of crass, but <laughs> I had to think about what a vegan was. It's so foreign to me. <laughs> I'm still on the no alcohol. <laughs> oh no, you're not. <laughs> you're totally on alcohol. <laughs> I'm picturing my life without alcohol, and I don't like it. No. Anyway, no. So, but you. So you're not vegan? No. Okay. No. All right. Just healthy lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So was it hard to make all those changes? No. Once I saw within the first month that there was a huge difference in how I was feeling and acting, the mental clarity, the gut clarity, the no pain, I was hooked and realized that this is how I want to live. That pain went away that quickly. It did. Yep. Wow, that so, is amazing. Have you gone back to the doctors? That's what I wondered. I've been seeing a naturopath, but have not gone back to the physician that diagnosed me. So what does it look like in there? You don't know what? From, from the laparoscopy last summer, the endometriosis is, or was, I'm believing it's gone, everywhere. It was attached to basically every organ from my pelvis up to my heart. And what? It was a mess. And now you believe it's gone. I do. Absolutely. Wow. That's well, amazing. Well, I think, you know, your feeling of well-being tells you that. Right. Yep. Well, and the, yeah. Well, yeah, not having any pain would be a good <laughs> indicator, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Now, do, do your parents, are they that health conscious or is it hard to live in the same household, you know, having a completely different set of... Do they munch on Oreos all the time? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> really? You've changed that too? No, oh, my boy. dad They must has... love having you home. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's been very... Supportive and... Oh, yes. And he 
has studied up on this stuff for years and years and taken measures into his own hands of his own health. And he's been on probiotics and... So you've been a great influence on him. Well, he on me before even, but now being back home and teaching my mom that you don't Just need bread. Just ask her about her pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Testing out new recipes with oh. no sugar is a little... Challenging. Challenge, so you don't yeah. let me just go over that. You don't need any sugar. Nope. Which I've heard so many and read so many things about sugar uh, in the past year. Oh, that yeah. It's toxic. It's a poison. The I FDA poison. wouldn't approve it. That's if right. It was up in front of them now. That's right. right. You know, whether you know whether that's true or not. But I've read that. And in even the older I get, the more when I do eat sugar, I don't feel that good. Did I tell you I gave up sugar about four months ago? Wow. I really? Yeah. You did? For the first time Ms. in Brownie my cookie. life. <laughs> in my life, I made a decision to give up sugar. And I swear to God, within two weeks. I couldn't believe the difference. First of all, literally like four inches just fell off my belly fat. Yeah. It was like, that's incredible. You know wine has sugar in it, right? <laughs> I don't focus on that. <laughs> and may I say baby steps, please? <laughs> oh, God. But, but that kind of... Uh, result makes spurs you on to continue doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, so no sugar. It's an incredible move to make. No flour. Unbelievable. No white flour. No gluten at no all. No gluten. No wheat or gluten products. So give me a de- like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My breakfast is typically a smoothie of some sort, okay. whether it's packed with greens or I love putting frozen bananas in my smoothie. Um, I use... Hemp protein, which is my great source of protein. Okay. Um, uh, or hemp seeds. And then I pack that up full of goody goodness all mm-hmm. morning long. And then a lunch, a typical lunch is usually leftovers if there are any, or a quick salad. Um, because I've given up so much, I definitely need, and because I'm still so active, I need a lot of protein. I always, my body's always been wired that way. So adding in some source of uh, bulk protein during my lunch. And then dinner is, it could be a salad again or tons of roasted vegetables. And um, Do you purposely eat bigger at lunch and lesser at dinner? I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I know that's a recommended. And my mom, I'm the only child, and my mom has always said she wondered what it would like to be a mother of a boy. And now that I'm on this changed health plan, uh, my mom says I eat like a teenage boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really? Eat all really? the time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now, the, Hannah, the vegan, how long have you been a vegan? Um, eight months, probably eight months, about eight months. Wow. And considering that, I mean, I know your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hunt fish. Big hunter, yes. da- uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't eat any again? No. For the most part, no. Yeah. Do you miss it at all? Um, no, there's so many uh, like dairy free alternatives now, Ben and Jerry's. Um, but um, I don't really. I want to know what made you decide to become vegan. Just to rebel against my dad. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. No. Well, that's that's a very good reason. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I just, well, 
I I've always felt very tired. I haven't really always eaten the best. Okay. And like I just felt like I really needed a lifestyle change. I'm in college. I was living alone, uh, not alone, but living like away from home. And uh, I just I did so much research on it. And I watched. It started. I watched this video. I actually had a friend that was vegan that I met at Michigan State. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go vegan. I like stopped eating meat, but now I want to stop eating dairy. And she's like, watch this video. Like, it'll really, like, spur you into it. And so I did. And it was just kind of how, like, horrendous the dairy industry is. (laughs) And so I started. It was, like, a slow process. And uh, I just, after, like, a month or two, I just started feeling so much better. And I just felt, like, more energetic, more motivated, more conscious of, like, my food choices and my shopping decisions and, like, the beauty products I use and all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of just... It's like animal, like against animal cruelty, but also against like just living a more natural, healthy life. Rachel had to watch a video uh, at school, mm-hmm. and she was pretty. It, I think it does kind of make you feel a little different about. Yeah, well, it kind of makes you feel like glutinous and like yeah, yeah. Just but you do feel better. Everybody that I've seen, you know, either on television or articles that I've read, they really talk about the energy level yeah. and the clarity. Yeah. Um, and I always feel like people that are vegans, they always have a sparkle in their eyes that <laughs> non-vegans don't have. <laughs> I, I'm serious. So, now, how did your mom take to that? Because um, she kind of likes her eggs, doesn't she? <laughs> oh, I love my eggs, but I, I love what she's doing. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're supportive of it. Oh, very supportive. Oh, yeah. Very it's, it can be a little bit um, difficult to plan dinners when I'm home, but it's fun. And we've, like, I've found a newfound love for cooking and recipes and stuff because it's so different with, like, vegan recipes. Like, there's so many different things you can do. And so we've done a lot of um, just trying different recipes. We have this new cookbook, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I really like it. What's your favorite recipe? Um pad thai blueberry waffles oh and blueberry waffles oh. it's in the uh the cookbook isa does it isa does it isa isa mm-hmm. like i-z-a i-s-a oh i-s-a okay isa does it isa what's her last name hannah chandler uh i think so but all right that's okay that's okay wonderful we've she's made many recipes yeah okay i let her do it <laughs> so are you gonna help Megan out with this business at all? I I already have been. Really? I was going to say she yeah. seems like a natural second partner. The after natural your mom. stuff. Yeah, I find for Megan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ah. Like in somebody else's uh, wood pile or garden <laughs> or garden. Stay out of my garden. Just the other, <laughs> on their front porch. <laughs> just the other day, I I found uh, birch, Watch it, Sue. <laughs> birch logs. Stop it. You did where? Uh, it's somebody's wood pile. Really? Yeah, I, but I stopped and, you and stole asked. Them? Nope. I stopped and asked. They were seven feet long, Ooh. four to five inch in diameter, and I thought, thought, make it kajusies for something. You know, you probably do need your own personal scavengers. I do, and thankfully, <laughs> she's I got have soup. Them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> These That's, creative souls sitting yes. here with us, and isn't that what they have always been good at? Yeah. You know, Jackie and I talk all the time with our guests about connecting the dots. I mean, don't you look back at everything and like, do you start to see the line? Oh, this absolutely. is where you were meant to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's been pivotal moments in my life where I know that it's. It's my path. It's exactly what God had planned for me. And there have been, it's hard to describe, but it's a feeling. It's just this feeling of, yeah, 
That's it. That's oh. totally I it. think you do get that feeling when you are on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it just comes to you, and, and that's how you know. Right. And, yeah. and, and that we listen to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think we can kind of push it away for a while, but you finally said, okay, come on in. Yep. So what have you learned about yourself? What's the most amazing thing that you've learned about yourself in this whole journey full of love and new things? That I'm strong enough to do it. I can have an idea and I can push past the quiet, reserved Megan that I once was and I can... I can follow this and it's I think it's been so amazing to see that oftentimes we get so caught up in this idea of I have to have this big thing in my life. I have to be this huge deal, this big person and ways that we can take our talents and our personalities and mold them into something that we're good at mm-hmm. but still serving others and that's what I get to do. You do. Wow. That's amazing. Well said. See, what did I tell you? Every single show, somebody says something that's worth remembering. Could you say that again? I can remember it. (laughs) No, it's worth remembering. (laughs) Well, that's why I like that we have it on on tape and often after a, a show, you know, I like to jot down what did I learn from and... That was well said. And I and again, I like what you said about living life backwards, that you felt that way, but I still can't help but think myself that you weren't living it backwards. You've right. been living it. And looking back at my life, I've never done anything. If there is a plan or course of action, I've never followed suit to it. And I think that's cool to know that that's my personality. That's that's who I am. That's right. And you love being back in Michigan. I do. Did you love living in Chicago? Absolutely. Okay. It's an amazing city. One of my favorites, too, right there, up there with Boston. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, world travelers here, these two. But you love being back. What what did you miss most about Michigan? My family. I miss my family a lot. You have a close-knit family. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's great to be back with them and see them almost every day now and um but now being back i've been away for so long that i get to explore michigan is new to me now and there's been so much that's happened and developed in the time that i was gone that it's it's like moving to a new state right and there's a lot to do in michigan yes yeah and you know you can uh take off of those pure Michigan commercials, reminders of where you should go right. and what you should see. Yeah. Like all the visitors. Um, not to backtrack, but I'd like to ask you a question about like people listening to this today who are interested in starting their own business. Do you have to legally um, establish your business? There are certain legalities. Uh, you have to go through and make sure there's a name check, make okay. sure no one else has your business name, and then decide if you want to uh, be a do business as or an LLC oh, okay. and figure out um, what, how you want to back up your business. So getting those legalities set, making sure your taxes are in order. And in that name. So, I mean, you yep. do have to do all of that to do business as an established business. Yep. Okay. I was never sure. I've thought about starting a business and... I'm sure there's lots of people out there that have, and I just wondered if you have to take that path. Yeah. Yeah, what was the first thing you did when you knew for sure you were going to start the business? I think sometimes people put things off because they don't know where to start. Exactly. Right. I guess that's why, what I'm trying to get you Like to. a business outline? Did you do I a did. business outline yep. or plan? And I had multiple, back to my notes, multiple notes and brainstorming sessions, and I think I put 
for anyone that's starting out, and I'm still fresh into starting sure. out, but anyone that just has this idea to do it, mm-hmm. I would suggest not putting so much focus or stress on yourself of making that ultimate business plan because it there's ebbs and flows and it changes. And I'm still learning that and thinking, I have to have everything in order. I have to have this set and... Um, you don't. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, it, yeah. you know, yeah, you might need to make sure you have the LLC and all right. that, but but you can just do it. You Absolutely. can start and make changes as you go along yep. and, and keep working right. and creating. Yep. Yeah, in the meantime. And yeah. just as with the birch and the tree theme and everything, I want it to be so organic. And by forcing all of these other things, it's making it less organic and more manufactured. Sure. And I don't want that to happen. Right. But you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gosh, thank you. So it's called Birch Affair. Yep. And if people want to get a hold of you uh, for an event that they have, and it can be, we, and we're talking showers or parties or weddings or anything like bar well, a mitzvahs, bo- a yep. book launch. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, you would. You would talk with them. You would, you know, give them some suggestions, give them a price. That was something I wanted to ask you. How did you determine your 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 pricing? It's difficult. Yes. And because be. I'm not doing the entire entity of event planning, I'm a niche of the design and decor. So it's difficult to find other price point examples. Comparisons. Yep. Sure. And so. I, I think, and this is just my advice to you, but be careful that you don't undercharge. Yep. I'm just going to say this, and I don't like putting people in categories, but I think women especially tend to undercharge. Absolutely. And, and, and get underpaid. What <laughs> you can do for people um, is, is worth a, a, you know, a good price. You've got to get paid for your time. Right. So don't undercharge. Yes, is there a curve, you know, as you're starting out and building your business, but don't be afraid to charge what you're worth. Exactly. And if mm-hmm. you don't know what you're worth, nobody else is going to. Right. So Agreed. Um, you're worth it. Oh, yeah. So you. Facebook. I'm going to have a party Facebook just so I can hire you. Um, awesome. <laughs> and did you want to give your email address? Sure, it's mybirchaffair at gmail.com. Perfect. And we will put it on the Nooner Facebook as well. Awesome. um, So people can get a hold of you there and they can always contact us. And Well, gosh. What fun. Any closing remarks? I miss you, Jackie. (laughs) I'm so bummed. Excuse me, Sue. Tony, I'm going to see you next week. How often do I see Uh, you? you Not enough. (laughs) We get to go up north together, all of us. I should have said, and I didn't. Shame on me. But Joni and Sue um, are two of my oldest and dearest friends. We went to high school together 10 years Uh, ago. (laughs) Since sixth grade. Since sixth grade. And and not really oldest so much as long time right. friends. <laughs> Thanks, Joni. That's how I put it. My long term friends. And as I said, Sue is really you are our best listening fan. I think Sally's our best like it. You know, she likes everything. Yeah. Our CEO is always saying, I love that woman. Be about you and Sally. So um thank you for, for bringing Megan down here and oh, you're welcome. fighting the traffic and for being such a good fan i really appreciate it. and a good friend yeah. and i do get to spend time with you next week i'm looking forward to that me with too joni as well marge i know i've seen your creativity and you've passed that on to your daughter and i really appreciate you coming here as well and hannah now i and and megan i'm getting to you but you are all here you really came not to be on this show you came come on tell everybody hannah why you really came 
We came to go to Green Space Cafe in Ferndale. It's a vegan restaurant, and it's the best restaurant in the world. Wow. Really? Green, it's called Green Space. Yes. And it's Caf- in fa- Cafe. It's in it, Ferndale. It's in Ferndale, and it's all vegan? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And you've eaten there several times? Yes. Okay. So when you heard that your cousin was coming to uh, the Nooner show in Royal Oak, you said, well, that's not far from Ferndale. Exactly. <laughs> and we're going to eat lunch afterwards. Wow. For sure. All right. Well, good. Wish I could join you, but I can't. Um, but again, thanks for coming down here. Jessica, thank you so much. Jackie, we do miss you. Um, and I will see you next week. And Joni, thank you so much. I really, honestly. <laughs> Truly, it has been my pleasure. It, and especially with the company we've had today. I know. Love these girls. I know. A room full of creativity we had for this hour. I know. And so, with that, we want to sign off. Um, we haven't sipped on anything. <laughs> Our sip on this segment. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed about that. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I do have a bottle of wine back here. We'll sip on. We'll open that after the show. Sounds Um, good. But we'll leave you with this. Remember, sometimes your only available transportation. Sue, you know the ending. Is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap. Have have a great day. Happy Hump Day. Bye.
You're listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise.